Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount, and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about production meetings with the help of special guest Terry McDermott of CRD Design Build in Seattle, Washington. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Fowler, and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. Today, we're talking about having production meetings that really work, and that's the key thing about this conversation today is a lot of people have production meetings, but they don't work. So we're trying to hit on some ideas where you can have great production meetings and have them be effective in terms of motivating people as well as uh, getting people to buy into systems that you need them to. This is a topic that was first introduced to me as a seminar topic. And I thought, man, what can I say about that? And then after thinking about it for a bit, I realized that what people are currently doing typically isn't working. And if it's working some, it's not working as well as it could. So we've invited Terry McDermott from CRD to be involved in this conversation because they're actually making a difference with their team in terms of their production meetings. So as I've traveled all over the US and Canada talking to companies about how to solve production issues, in many cases, the discussion leads to the production meeting. Feels like everyone went to a seminar, heard that they should have a production meeting every week, and went home and tried to do it. The results are mixed, but in many cases, rather than build up the team, the meetings are actually discouraging. People come in, they sit down in the same places, they stand in the same place, the boss rushes in at the last minute because they're consumed with other things. A lot of questions get asked, the team ignores the boss, and then the boss just starts talking because, quote, nobody wants to participate. So in the meantime, the participants can't wait to get done with the meeting and get on with what they love to do. So I'm really looking forward to talking about this and seeing how can production meetings be improved. So Tim, perfect world, perfect scenario. Who's in a production meeting? What do you get accomplished? Well, I think the key is to run the meetings in a way, and I believe Terry will share some of this with us as well, in a way where there's a variety of people involved in in the meetings. Sometimes we have sales in there. Sometimes it's just the production team. Sometimes the meeting really isn't even a meeting. It's just two people getting together to talk about solutions to a problem. So I don't think it fits into this like one one size fits all kind of network. And does that change? Um, does that change from job to job or, or company to company? And can it look different? And how is that communicated? I mean, so I think it can be different company to company. So one of the examples I like to use is that if you're in a very small town, for example, or in a small market, you might be able to have a meeting at your office every week because it, there's not a lot of travel time involved. Mm-hmm. But where I work with. Uh, Hopkins and Porter in the, in the DC area, and I know Seattle's very similar. You get out on the road, you might be an hour and a half getting to the office. Yeah. And so what a waste of time to do that every week. And so there's gonna be some differences. It also does make a difference on who your staff is and how they respond to meetings. 
Yeah, that comes up all the time is how are we supposed to get everybody in one place at the same time every week with right. jobs being all over the place? So and then, you know, it's, with, a, it's a good question to ask. Yeah. And with the goal at hand, you're just making sure. And, and when do they go to the to the final end of the project? I mean, do you how do you close out the production meetings or there? Well, I think there's a couple of different things. And again, I think Terry will help us define some of this. And that is that there are some meetings that are about a job. Mm -hmm. And that would be a production mm -hmm. meeting about a job. And then there are other production meetings that are about the company and about the systems that are involved with the company. So, uh, again, people hear the word production meeting and they go like, oh, I know what that is. We get everybody together and we talk in the office. And I, I think that's a misconception. I think yeah. we need to start looking at some alternatives. Well, good. Well, we've got a lot of questions. So without further ado, let's welcome Terry McDermott. She's the general manager of CRD Design Build, a full service residential remodeling company in Seattle, Washington, which is currently America's hottest housing market. Terry has been in the industry for over 25 years, having co-founded her own construction company and then going on to join the CRD team about eight years ago. So welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. I, I uh, thought of you first when I thought what a great topic this would be, uh, just because I know you've made some changes in, in what happens there at, at CRD and it's been working for you. So, But just to kind of set the backdrop for everybody, Give us a feel for what your production me meetings used to be like, or even if you, if you even had them. Yeah, so we have always had uh, production meetings weekly um, at CRD, where the guys would come in at the end of the day once a week, and it was very quiet, non-stimulating, carpenters on their phone, kind of like you explained earlier. Yeah. Uh, basically, everybody giving their update on their project, and if there was some questions that other carpenters could, you know, um, they could ask the carpenters and everybody would kind of give their opinion, but and nobody really said anything beyond their update. And usually when somebody was giving their update, the others weren't listening. So uh, it was not working. Yeah. So you had, you, had, you had a lot of money sitting in a room and not a whole lot being accomplished. Is that kind of a good way to say it? <laughs> it's completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give us a give us a little bit of a rundown then on what they've become. So I want I'd like you to set the stage, and then we can talk about what you did to make them different. But set the stage for the what word use now to describe the meetings that you have, and particularly the ones you have at the office. Oh, very interactive. Uh, lots of communication and team building and team uh, review process where we review processes in between different teams, in between our designers and our carpenters, in between the office staff and the designers and carpenters. So they're very stimulating, I think, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from our employees. So you're actually having in that meeting in the office, you're bringing sales design into that as well as... Uh, the estimating function, everybody, and, and you use it more as a place to build the bridge between those departments because that's a standard problem with companies is production and, and sales and estimating not really working very well. Yeah, we definitely use it as a function to build the, to, the bridge in between the departments. 
So okay, it's, great. It's, communication is wonderful. Yeah. So give us a give us a little idea of what it is that uh, has made a difference. What have we done? Okay. So first of all, uh, I'll give you a little plug. When we went to uh, Minnesota, we attended the production uh, conference that was there. I believe right. it was in September of last year. Yes. And uh, really were uh, stimulated by what we learned from that meeting. And so we came back and changed the whole entire meeting process at our company. So on the first and third weeks of the month, we have an all company meeting that includes everybody. And we talk about systems, we talk about company achievements, we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. And then on the second and fourth week of every month, our production manager goes out to the job sites and has one-on-one with the guys. Um, it's a little bit more efficient, like you mentioned earlier, getting to the office um, can take up to an hour or more. And so we're getting our guys on um, or keeping them in the field, being efficient. And then production manager can just meet with them for an hour or so, go over safety, go over any concerns that they have um, about their project. Um, he can do his mentoring, his coaching, and give positive um positive praise. So, and then uh, during our office meetings, uh, I first started out by putting, throwing up our mission statement on the screen and asking for people to read. And nobody at first did it, but then I started throwing out $5 gift cards to Starbucks. And (laughs) by the end of the meeting, I had everybody talking. So they don't know when I'm going to throw stuff out. And I do candy bars, I do gift cards, I do raffles. I do all kinds of just little things that don't cost a lot, but are very meaningful to the employees. So Terry, the meeting in Minnesota at the production conference, that was the genesis of the change. And leading up to that, you know, was there discussions on making changes? There were no discussions really on making any changes. Uh, We had discussed having separate additional meetings to start bridging the gap Mm -hmm. um, in between our different um, areas. Uh, but changing it to this format helps us be able to do that during those meetings, again, be having more efficiency for our team with their other jobs. So what do you think are, are, are some um, kind of specific, you mentioned bribing people with gift cards, which is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I think that was cool. I think when, when you shared that with me a few months ago, I just was, I, I just got excited about it because I think that's a, a great way to, to, to let people know you appreciate their participation. But what other kinds of things um, have you been doing that maybe, uh, particularly as it relates to that in-office meeting that you've used to help bridge some of that division that goes between sales and production? I think that's one of the things that's coming out here to me that's really critical about the meeting. And so I just kind of how do you handle that? What is it you do? Do you just get each party to talk and then see what happens? Or what, 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 what mechanism do you use to make that happen? So when we first started um, these meetings, we asked the team members to come up with things that they wanted to work on. One of the biggest things that we found that we're currently working on over the next five weeks at meetings is the process of the, having the optimum handoff package between design and uh, the production team. And so 
uh, we take about half an hour of the meeting and have broke them up into teams where we're dividing carpenters up with designers and they're talking about what what do they need what is what does the carpenter need in the production package and what does the design and how can the designer help them and then the designers are coming up well oh you need to know where that wall starts okay so we need to put that measurement on the plans or the specifications don't say what's in the plans so we need to fix that and so they're coming up with all these great ideas and so we started that process uh, the week before last and then tomorrow we'll get together and each group i'm gonna get stickies and they're all gonna or post it they're all gonna start writing them down and we're gonna create this process of how to build that and ultimately uh that will come back to our hedgehog which is happy uh happy client right because we're gonna have a great package we're gonna be able to do the job better so right so i, I just want to key in on two things you mentioned that maybe uh, listeners may not hear, but I, I keyed in on one was you, you ask your team to tell you what they would like to work on instead of coming into the meeting and saying, okay, we're working on this. And then you're literally breaking them up into little teams to come up with some of these solutions. Did I hear that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's more meaningful and you get more buy-in when your team is creating the end result of what they need to get done to make them more successful in their job. And so we don't, you know, if it's, we definitely as a management team consider their ideas and try to pick, help pick and, and dwindle that list down to what we're going to work on. But it, it definitely comes from our team. That's fantastic. So kind of give us a sense for, of what, the the overall feel is now for these meetings and the way people are responding to them. Um, what what what? I mean, I know you mentioned earlier that people are enthusiastic and they tend to to want. To, do they feel like something's actually being accomplished? Absolutely. Um, actions speak louder than words. Right. And so by including them. And, and I can tell you, before people would show up late to meetings, if they didn't care, I haven't had a meeting yet where somebody has walked in after our start time. That's fantastic. Yeah, people are, are and, and we keep to the time as well. You know, we, we start it, we start it for end of five. And we have an agenda. I have a PowerPoint that we do. We do certain things, you know, every time we read the mission statement. And, you know, we have different people read it each time. And then we go into celebrating our monthly birthdays, our anniversaries. We actually stand up, have the people stand up. It's our birthday. We all sing. People, every person <laughs> sings, you know. And we do, um, on the third, uh, the third week, or yeah, the third week of the month, we do, um, snacks and you never know what kind of snack we have, are going to have. We have a phenomenal client um, sales manager who puts together this great food for everybody. So everybody looks forward to that. It's a, you know, it's just a really good time for everybody and they enjoy coming. Terry, this is fantastic. And it seems like there's almost a entire culture shift which within the company through these production meetings. So you mentioned working on team processes uh, of issues that have recently happened. Now, is this a kind of organic cha uh, adaptation where the processes were there and now you're talking about them in the meeting or are you developing them for the meetings? 
Okay, so no, we actually have a process. It's probably 20 pages long, and it's line item by person from the time the client calls as a lead all the way through design, all the way through production until they're walking out the door. And every line item is attached to somebody, whether it's sales and design, the production manager, a designer, and mm -hmm. a carpenter. So we presented that to the team last year. And then as we've been working through it, then they go, okay, we need to work on this section. And then we need to work on this section. And we're just refining it. And it, it's not something that's set in stone because it can't be um, because everything changes. And so we just have to be willing to be flexible and work on things. Very, very cool. And I guess, uh, so who runs the different meetings? I, I kind of caught that the production manager will actually go out to the field uh, two out of the four weeks, let's say of a month. Who actually runs that meeting that happens there in the office? I run the meetings that happen in the office. Okay. And just, I mean, I'm just kind of curious as to why you do it. You're the general manager. We're calling it a production meeting. I'm just kind of curious what, I guess, let me just say why I'm asking the question, because I think there's a misunderstood uh, thing out there where the boss always has to run the meeting. And, and I just kind of want to know why, why is it you versus somebody else? Well, you know, honestly, um, it doesn't have to be me. <laughs> We've actually <laughs> set it up. We set it up in a way that almost anybody could run it. Okay. Um, and so, and we've had times where uh, we've had uh, another lead carpenter. If for some reason Michael wasn't able to get out somewhere, a, a lead carpenter could do um, go out on uh, during weeks two and four. If I wasn't able to be there on weeks one and three, um, somebody else could do it. Okay. Um, you know, it's just that it's it's variety. Yeah. It, it sets a precedent that hey. This isn't just us telling you something. This is really a team thing. And and that's, you know, that's another reason why we do it. But, you know, we want everybody to be comfortable. And we do have other people speak. We have a, an events coordinator who um, coordinates a team event once a month or uh, once a quarter. And uh, also we do a community event. Last, last quarter we did totes and, and uh, gloves and stuff for uh, teenage homeless thing this quarter yeah. we're doing pets and so they get up and they talk so everybody has a point that they can talk um, during the meeting so it's, it's it's really interactive so it strikes me that because it's not focused on what one person wants that it's easier to not only engage everybody else but it it kind of takes the I don't know leadership of the meeting off of one person's shoulder and puts it with other folks. Is that kind of, is that a fair way to say it? Absolutely a fair way to say it. Yes. And that's what we want. We want it to be a culture where everybody respects each other and um, knows that, yeah, there is leadership and we do all the leadership things, but Hey, everybody has an opinion and everybody is involved. That is so cool. And Terry, I, I, I see a lot of changes in the culture that you're mentioning, but uh, where else is, is the efficiency, has the efficiency changed? Are you seeing changes in efficiency, slippage, uh, profit, 
where else are these change in meetings showing themselves? Well, uh, for sure in the carpenter's time, uh, because they're not traveling to the office. Mm-hmm. So they're yep. gaining more time on their project, uh, for sure. Uh, and then the process, just working as a team in the process, as we fix small things, it just makes the team more efficient. One, in getting things out to the field, uh, the field having um, better uh, documents to work from makes them more efficient. So there's so many different things. Uh, by the change in our meetings that have helped our company and and lesson slippage for sure. That's great. So Terry, do you do you have a budget? I guess the question it just kind of popped into my head is like you have all mm-hmm. these people coming into the office and they're spending an hour there, so it might be two hours of their day that is used in a meeting in the office twice a month. Uh, does that get coded to job cost or is that an overhead expense or how, how do you pay for this meeting? Okay. So it is an overhead expense and we do cost code. Um, so we do, um, it is a, a budget item for sure. It, it's, it's very, it's, it's not very expensive to do. Yeah. So yeah. I, I highly recommend it. I, I think what you get from it is, is way more than the cost that you put into it. I would definitely agree. Well, fantastic. Well, we've really enjoyed you taking the time to talk to us today, Terry, and we'll hope that you'll come back soon and talk to us again on the podcast. But uh, once again, thank you for being a part of this. It's great information. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'd I'd love to be back. I'm very passionate uh, about production. So uh, I I know I'm not the production manager, but I'm still very passionate about it. (laughs) That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. So Tim, as we revisit what you've learned and you're, you are somebody that talks about production meetings all the time, what can you take from this or what did you? I I think the big thing was the culture shift. I Mm -hmm. I think maybe you brought up the terminology, but Terry was definitely talking about it's changed the culture of the company. In other words, we're not just walking into a meeting and getting information we're participating. And mm-hmm. I, I brought up those two things just to emphasize them. They ask their team, what do you want to work on? Yeah, and that's, that's huge. huge. I mean, just the fact that they're taking the time to work on the specifications and the, the job binder that's passed off is huge. And then this idea of getting everybody there, but then they break up into little subgroups was new. That yeah. was a new thought to me. And I, yeah. I thought, wow, that is cool. They can, they can do this on a micro level, not a macro level. Yeah, and I think on so many lists, when employees uh, list what makes them happy, uh, autonomy is usually always at the top, uh, way yeah. above money, incentives. So um, I think you know, working with them on what they want to talk about or what the, what's important to them is going to shift the best to the best part of the meetings. Yeah, I think the other thing that really came out was they've decided to only include the people in a meeting that need to be in the meeting. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I got that is because when they do the first of the month and the third week of the month, they get everybody together, but they do things that involve everybody. Yeah, And then the second and fourth uh, weeks of the month, the production manager goes out to the job sites and deals with specific things on the job. So we don't have to have sales. We don't have to have the other 
lead carpenters there. That one person is getting the attention they need and the problems are being solved and that the company together deals with company issues, team. She called it team process, which I thought yeah. was fabulous. Well, good. Well, once again, another great show. And thank you again for listening to The Tim Fowler Show. Helping you improve the bottom line through production training. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.